On this episode of the Answers on Aging podcast. It's easier, but it's a little more complicated. Mm -hmm. And people are very surprised by how we do it. And so this will Mm -hmm. not be a long episode because this is kind of quick. So basically, when a single person goes into the nursing home, they have to be under the state minimum, which in most states is $2,000. Some states, I just learned that... um, Missouri is five thousand twenty-five. They're pretty generous. They are fairly generous. So, yeah. So you've got to get down there, and the way that you do it is pretty simple. You simply give it all away. Well, but wait, Todd. You can't give money away, you can't give money away and then qualify for Medicaid. <clears throat> That's against the rules, right? Well, no, it's not. Welcome to the Answers on Aging podcast. This podcast provides solutions to your questions and commonly faced challenges about caregiving, legal, and financial issues, personal struggles associated with the normal aspects of aging, and the unforeseen obstacles that oftentimes can be life-altering and even devastating. Each episode dissects real life, real-time issues, and will often feature special guests who bring expert-level knowledge and free resources straight to you. This podcast is hosted by certified elder law attorney Todd Watley and licensed nursing home administrator Sarah Scott. Together, these aging experts bring an impressive combined 30-plus years of experience to the table in order to give you all the answers on aging. That's right. This is the Answers on Aging podcast, and my name is Todd Watley. And as always, I am extremely thankful that I have a co-host, and her name is Sarah Scott. Hey, Todd Watley, and welcome everybody to our incredible podcast called Answers on Aging. We um, bring you a new episode. We try every week. Mm -hmm. We've made it for over a year, minus one week. One week. And so, yeah, we love to educate the public on different issues that come along with aging. Mm -hmm. And we try to make it as smooth as possible help you plan and prepare. So today is no exception. And if you listen to our new episode from last week, you learned all about how to um, get a married couple qualified for Medicaid without Mm -hmm. going broke so that the the spouse in the nursing home gets their care paid for. Mm -hmm. The spouse at home is still able to live a normal life without going without. Yep. And today we're going to talk about the single person because the rules are quite a bit different. Considerably different. And this is when, you know, the second spouse or a, a single spouse needs care. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's easier, but it's a little more complicated mm-hmm. and people are very surprised by how we do it. And so this will mm-hmm. not be a, long episode because this is kind of quick. Um, so basically when a single person goes into the nursing home, they have to be under the state minimum, which in most states is $2,000. Some states, I just learned that um, Missouri is 5025 They're pretty generous. They are fairly generous. So yeah, so you've got to get down there. And the way that you do it is pretty simple. You simply give it all away. Well, but wait, Todd. You can't give money away away and then qualify for Medicaid. That's 
Against the rules, right? Well, no, it's not. Hmm. <laughs> uh, by the way, I know the answer <laughs> she knows that he's going to say. I just, she you just know, I know what people me. think, and yeah. I've heard this question a right. million times. So you're like, but Todd, there's that five-year look back thing. Mm -hmm. And it is true. It's not seven. I don't know where seven comes in, but it is five years. It used to be three years, but back in 2006, they increased it to a five-year look back. And that is basically Congress's agreement to say, look, if you give away a lot of money and you go five years, we'll pay for your care after those five years. Mm -hmm. But people think any gift equals a a five-year disqualification from applying, and that is absolutely not the case. What? It's a five-year look back, meaning that from the date of application, they can look back five years to see what you have done with your stuff. Mm -hmm. If And what they are looking for is transfers for less than fair market value. And that is definitely if you give something away, if you write your grandkids a check for $10,000, that's a gift, okay? But so, or if you deed away your house, that's a gift. Mm -hmm. But so is selling something for less than fair market value. I I have families argue with me, and it seems to be granddads sell their cars to either their grandson or granddaughter. And it's like, well, I've sold it to them for $3,000. Well, I understand, but it was a $10,000 car that you gave them the the granddad discount on and yes you did sell it but the difference between that three thousand and its value of ten means you made a seven thousand dollar gift which would have paid for a full month in the nursing home which would have paid yes and so what medicaid does is when they see that you have made gifts or when you tell them and you should tell them that you have Mm -hmm made transfers for less than fair market value over the last five years, Medicaid says, that's fine. You can do that. This is America. You can give away money. However, we are not going to pay for your nursing home for the length of time that the gift would have paid. Mm -hmm. So example, if you live in a state where nursing homes are $10,000 a month Mm -hmm. and you give away $100,000, one hundred thousand dollars would have paid for ten months worth of care. So therefore, Medicaid says that's fine. You can give it away, but we are not going to pay for the next ten months. Yeah, you're on the hook for that yeah. because had you not made that gift, mm-hmm. you could have paid mm-hmm. for ten months in the nursing home. Right. Yeah. So um, now here's the deal: our planning for a single person. If you come into our office with, you know for your loved one who is now in a nursing home and they have $100,000 or they have a $100,000 house or whatever, when we give it away, yes, there is a 10-month penalty, but in most states, almost every state says, well, if you give some of that money back, we will decrease the penalty. This gets very convoluted and I don't want to get into the weeds too much, but we can use the rules to say, okay, well, if we give some back when there's a gift, we can work through that process and we can basically protect half of the money. Okay. And that's mm-hmm. a, that's a good standard rule. Sometimes we can get 60, 70%, maybe 80% that we protect, but as a general, general rule, we can protect half of the money. Mm-hmm. And we do that through the use of an annuity or just paying the money, whoever got the money pays it back because 
Medicaid is not going to pay for some period of time. Someone's got to pay for the care since they're there. The person who got the gift has to pay it back mm-hmm. some, but they can protect half. Yeah. So I in, encourage you, and I'm, I'm not done yet. It'll sound like I'm done. But I encourage you that if a single person is in a nursing home and they have assets and you're paying privately, just like Sarah said last week, if you're married and you're in a nursing home and you're paying privately, you probably don't have to be, okay? Yeah. Go see yeah. an elder law attorney who understands this process and won't get you a divorce, mm-hmm. but can protect all of the assets, even though they're in the nursing home now and they're married and they have six, seven, eight hundred thousand dollars Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So if you're single, if you know someone who's single and paying privately, please go see an attorney, an, an elder law attorney, because we can protect the money. Now, some common arguments or concerns is, well, Todd, there's this $10,000, $12,000, $15,000 limit on gifts. That is an IRA limit, okay? And you think, yes, you can give away, and this year it's $16,000. Yes, this year you can give away $16,000 and the IRS doesn't care. They're okay mm-hmm. with that. The IRS is not Medicaid, That's okay? Right. Totally different. Medicaid does care. Okay, Medicaid does care that you give it away, but again, we can protect half, okay? There are some things we can do to make it work. And so don't Now, if you give away over $16,000, then what's the rule? The rule is every one of us can give away $12 million this year or during our lifetime based on this year's numbers. Thank okay. God. Thank I was good. wondering what I was going to do with all that extra cash I had laying around. Me too. Jeez. Just, you know, $12 million just laying around. I don't know mm-hmm. what to do with it. So you do not start paying gift taxes. And the person who makes the gift pays the tax. Okay. People always ask me, if dad gives me money, how much tax do I own it? The answer is zero. Mm. Okay. The person who makes the gift owes the tax, but you don't owe a tax until you give away more than $12 million during your lifetime or at death. And that's only, and that only counts if you give away more than $16,000 per person per year. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you can give away 16,000 per person per year. It doesn't have to be family. You can just find a stranger on the, the side of the road and give them $16,000. Yeah. If you're wanting to do that. Let me know where you're going to be. Yeah. It's four seven nine. Todd and Sarah would be more than happy to take that off your hands for you. So that's a very common question. Um, And one issue is the home. When a family comes in to see me, I'm going to get the person totally broke, okay? Yes, you can own your home and still qualify for Medicaid, but the problem is you can own your home, but you can't pay for it. I know. So insurance, utilities, all the stuff. Mm -hmm. You can't be shelling out money to cover that house because all your money has to go to the nursing home trained you well very good so yes you get to keep 40 60 80 dollars whatever your state rule is it is not enough to pay insurance and taxes so yes you can own your house but you can't pay for it and what people forget is at that at the medicaid recipient's death medicaid's going to put a lien on that house and get their money back and so a lot of families out there it's like well 
Medicaid says you can keep it, and yeah, all their income goes to the nursing home, but we'll pay for it, we'll pay the taxes insurance, because mom's will says at her death, this house goes to us, and so we'll get the house at death. Mm -hmm. That's true after Medicaid gets their money back. Mm -hmm. So mom owns this $200,000 house that you've paid taxes and insurance on for three, four, five years, and only to find out when you go to sell it, You've got to write a check to Medicaid for a hundred thousand or one hundred fifty thousand mm. dollars. Wait a second, I thought we were getting the house. Yeah, you do, but it is subject to the lien. Mm. And so, once I explain that to families, they're like, "Well, there's no need to keep it." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, let's just give it away, or let's list it and sell it, and then with this money, we can protect half of the money and still get her the care that she needs. There you go. I mean. That easy. It's pretty easy, but, but it's I mean, not. it's not. Yeah. <laughs> so the the purpose of this podcast is literally if you're in a nursing home, if you know someone that's in a nursing home and they're single and they're paying privately, go seek the advice of an elder law attorney because possibly they could explain to you, yeah, we can protect some of this. Yeah. And the way that you find an elder law attorney near you is by going to the National Elder Law Foundation website. Exactly. It's NELF, N-E-L-F, dot org. Very good. And you just type in your zip code or city and state, and it'll pull up a list. We do. I think you should try to find a certified elder law attorney. Yep. But if you can't, and it's an elder law attorney, just yep. go see them. Yeah. And the other website is the National Academy of Elder Law Attorneys, N-A-E-L-A dot O-R-G. <clears throat> Those are attorneys that hopefully do elder law, but they've paid a substantial fee, seven, I think it's $700 this year, to be a member of that, which does kind of say I'm dedicated enough to elder law to pay 700 bucks. But I go through the list of attorneys that I know, and mm-hmm. I'm like, mm, they don't do much elder law, but they can pay to be. <laughs> to be a, a certified elder law attorney, it's not paying money. It's a process. It's a, a certification. Very, it's a true certification. Yeah. And so you know with a, a certified elder law attorney, they know elder law because mm-hmm. they've been tested and verified and endorsed by other certified elder law attorneys, you know they know what they're doing. Chances are a NALA attorney probably knows about it, mm-hmm. but just ask a few questions, what percentage of their practices, elder law, things like that. So please go seek the advice of an elder law attorney, particularly if you're single and trying to apply for Medicaid, or if you're single and paying privately, yeah. please seek the advice of an attorney because possibly you can protect some of that. That's right. That's right. Um, okay. What else do we need to know about how to get somebody that's single qualified mm-hmm. for Medicaid in the nursing home? Well, if you're not there yet, what the key to all of this is what document? Your power of attorney. <laughs> it is. And I know y'all probably get sick of this, but I'm telling you, the financial power of attorney mm-hmm. is the most important document you can do. And there have been cases where loved ones have come in to see me regarding their single parent, aunt, brother, whatever. And if the power of attorney does not authorize gifting Mm -hmm. and the person themselves can't write the checks or do it knowingly, 
if the power of attorney does not authorize you to make those gifts, we can't protect your assets. And so, yes, we can protect half if there's a power of attorney in place that allows us to do that. But if there is no gifting language, and many times there is a prohibition to gifting, Mm -hmm. which absolutely prevents us from doing it. And that can cost you the entire estate. And so again, this sounds like a elder law attorney commercial and it kind of is, but you've got to get a power of attorney in place now while you can still sign that authorizes gifting and allows the agent to do whatever needs to be done to protect your assets at the end. That's right. All right. Preach. Preach. Okay. Okay. Thank y'all very much. Yeah. We will be back next week with another episode. As always, if you have questions, you can always um, respond on the um, AnswersOnAgingPodcast.com website. Mm-hmm. You can email us. Um, we have so many emails. Mm-hmm. Probably Sarah yeah. S at com is how you can reach Sarah and you can reach me at Todd at com. All right. Thank you all very much, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Answers on Aging podcast with Todd and Sarah. Be sure to hit subscribe and keep tuning in each week as they bring you helpful, useful, and easy-to-find resources for making life as we age as simple and enjoyable as possible. For more information about this episode, visit AnswersOnAgingPodcast.com. Click on the show notes tab and take advantage of the free resources right there at your fingertips. To see Todd and Sarah live, check out our Facebook page, Answers on Aging, to catch a live feed of their radio show every Wednesday morning from 9 to 10 o'clock. Todd and Sarah welcome feedback and love to answer your questions. So please, let them know what you think by leaving a review and share with your friends and family.